This is Pure Murders and Mysteries. Let's talk murder. Welcome back to Pure Murders and Mysteries. I'm Jasmine. I'm Lindy. I'm Brad. In this episode, we'll be talking about the super secret society and annual meetup that takes place deep in the Redwoods called Bohemian Grove. Before we cross the crime scene tape, we want to let everybody know that Pure Murders and Mysteries is brought to you by PureFandom.com. Pure Fandom is filled with some amazing writers who bring you the latest information on favorite movies and TV fandoms. Please keep in mind that this episode deals with a lot of weird stuff and may not be suitable for all listeners. Now that we have that taken care of, let's talk mystery. Yes. Way to go. We had to edit our thing because it's not as bad as normal because we're not covering a specific case like we typically do. We're talking Mm -hmm. about the secret society, Bohemian Grove. And if you haven't heard of this, you're probably going to be pretty shocked to learn that this even exists because when I first found out about it, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Um, But in a nutshell, it's a very exclusive society comprised of some of the world's richest, most conservative, whitest old dudes, Mm -hmm. because that's literally the demographic of (laughs) this group. It's not really an exaggeration. I think I read an article saying recently they inducted their first Jewish member. So, oh, my God, progress for them. Okay, yes, (laughs) but um But the society that touts themselves as an opportunity for these men to blow off steam and let loose has been plagued for decades with conspiracy theories linking them to things like illegal logging, the occult, murder, and prostitution. We'll we'll start off talking about the facts and what we know about Bohemian Grove, and then we're going to dive into some of the more nefarious things that they have been accused of. Mm -hmm. So, in honor of the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, (laughs) now in theaters... I'm not uh, sure that qualifies as the same thing. As, <laughs> in honor of the Muppets version of Bohemian Rhapsody. No, no, that doesn't work either. <laughs> you don't think they'd like being linked to this? No, probably, probably not. not. Okay, so here is what we know about Bohemian Grove. I almost said Bavarian Grove because I was thinking about donuts. Okay. Oh, yum. Okay, so it's a San Francisco-based men's club, and that it started in 1872, so it's super, super old. Mm-hmm. Um, it's known for its annual, I think it's two weeks, of mm-hmm. festivities that take place on 2,700 acres in Sonoma County, California, which I think is like maybe 80, is it like 80 miles north of uh, San Francisco where this happens? I think so. I know that Sonoma, isn't it like a winery is over there? Sonoma County. Yeah. Uh Um, So amongst the Redwoods every year in June or July, I think it's typically July now, a large and exclusive group of political leaders, artists, military leaders, and businessmen get together to get pissed drunk, do some questionable weird ass activities and talk um, at, by their lake about what's going on in the U S and in the world. And this actually started this whole Bohemian Grove club started as a club for artists. And I think Mm -hmm. now they have a 10% rule still where 10% of the membership uh, is still artists because they like to pretend that it's just not a bunch of political leaders um, getting together and making decisions about how the world runs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So on the grounds are several, they're like camps or like little bunkers where people stay with names like hillbillies, Mandalay. <laughs> well, I mean, I think hillbillies is the one that the Bushes. Uh, they did. Right? They That's did. Right. They're so proud of it. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> <laughs> I I understand. Um, 
Mandalay and Lost Angels, for example. Um, and there's also a man-made lake on the property. And at this man-made lake, there's a 40-foot tall stone uh, or concrete owl statue that's hollow. Fun fact, it's filled with a bunch of electrical and lighting equipment, which I didn't know. But uh, we're going to talk more about this owl statue later because it comes into play with the accusations of occult rituals. Yeah, because it's a creepy-looking owl. Very creepy. Well, it's creepy because it's been there for all these years, and it's just, you know, over time, it's just kind of gotten moss-covered and looking all, you know, weathered and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> listen, let Jasmine and I think whatever we want. Don't okay, try to rationalize fine, the situation. Okay. So to become a member, you have to pay $25,000 like initially. And mm-hmm. then after that, it's several thousand per year to remain a member. But Jesus. Yes. But the waiting list is so long. Um, I think think at this point it's up to like maybe a 15 20 year long waiting list for you to even be able to give them twenty five thousand dollars out of your pocket to become a member so pretty much it's and a lot of that is i mean these are people that it's generations of people to get in there yeah so it's not just you know different people i mean these are generations of people that have been in like the bushes and everything else Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have to know somebody and it's it's families that continue on in this. So it's really not like you can email them and be like, I want to be a member. Put me on the waiting list. Like it doesn't work like that. Um, I just kept thinking that it's made up of so many old white dudes that just <laughs> not all of them refuse to die. And so the waiting list gets even longer and longer. Because they're like, I need to drink and get super drunk and pee on trees all yeah, the time. That's kind of what they do, too, is pee on all the trees. <laughs> just a lot of peeing on trees. That's so much it. peeing, I don't understand. Just Well, because you're in nature, man. You just got to pee on trees. <laughs> When's the I last mean, time you peed on a tree? See? There you go. It gets actually, good. earlier this year. All right. <laughs> Lindy. Well, I was out in Colorado, and when you're out there, we you know, we go fishing or doing whatever out there. There's nowhere to go. Like, you got to go. <laughs> You gotta prop yourself up against the tree and just do the dang thing. Yeah, see, that's you're at the Bohemian Grove. You just gotta go. Just yeah, there's no ladies there. Okay, so <laughs> during these summer encampments, mm-hmm. they are allowed, which I just learned, they can have guests like family members and stuff come by during the day, but they have to. Everybody except the men, the members, have to leave at night, it's like mm-hmm. true boys club. So I. <laughs> Right now, there's about 2,500 members, give or take. Um, the, it does limit and, itself to 2,700 members. members. That's okay, as many people so as they can't get any higher than that. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, that's a lot of people still. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about, too, they do these, they do these really elaborate plays. And maybe you guys can <laughs> shed some more light on this. But they put together, like, musicals and plays. Like, this is the thing. And they do multi- – there's, like, a full – like itinerary mm-hmm. over these two weeks filled with these plays. And I mean, they practice them like months in advance and they include a lot of the members and a lot of them involve cross-dressing for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's, it's like a tradition that's, and they go all out on it. Well, I, I could go with it's a tradition. So um, yeah. I'll, I'll go back to Navy stuff here just for this moment in time. So you have traditions that happen in a Navy. And one of those is the shellback initiation, right? And 
that and it's it's changed a lot since I was in, but it did involve some cross dressing in it because you had King <laughs> Neptune and you had the the winches and stuff like that. So people did dress up and there's a baby and a whole lot of weird shit. So when you have these rituals and that what things ceremony, I, I know I could, I'll go through this all one uh, some other time, but when you have <laughs> traditions that have been passed down, a lot of weird shit goes on during. <laughs> so, yeah. And oh I'm not, I mean, this is a very old, old like club. So I'm not really surprised by that. And I'm not judging them for it either. It's just, it's an odd thing because let me tell you some of the notable members oh, yes, yes. and just picture them all dressed up as women <laughs> and super drunk <laughs> and then making decisions about the country together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So here's some notable members, George W. and George H. W. Bush, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, Dick Cheney, Calvin Coolidge, Walter Cronkite, Clint Eastwood, Eisenhower, Jared Ford, Ford Kissinger, Steve Miller of the band, which is, um, uh, weird. Robert Mondavi, Colin Powell, David and Nelson Rockefeller, Theodore Roosevelt, Charles Schwab, and Donald Rumsfeld, and Jack London was one. There's mm-hmm. the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just gonna say, just Google Bohemian Grove members and mm-hmm. take a, a look. First of all, you'll see how many powerful people there there are but then there's some weird ones that pop out <laughs> yeah like just looking at that list i think it's the weirdest thing that eastwood clint eastwood was on it because that just makes me think that his son scott eastwood is there and i'm like why no don't you say that about <laughs> my baby well you know what and there are um when you are looking up members like do a little digging because some people are members but they do not partake in that two week Mm -hmm. now all of these presidential people they did partake in that two week uh festivities Mm -hmm. um clint eastwood may be a member that isn't like actively doing stuff in Mm -hmm. it and there are actually two women who are honorary members is Um, it one of them the queen no no but um I cannot remember who they are. Maybe we'll look it up. But um, there's mm-hmm. two women who are honorary members. But again, they're are, not able are, to participate. There are four honorary members. Ooh, and they were hosts. See, I don't even know. Mar- Margaret Bowman, uh, poet Ina Coolberth. Uh, she served as librarian for the club. Elizabeth Crockers Bowers and writer Sarah Jane Lippincott. So, oh, good old Crockers Bowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we say these people were here, I mean, these were the four who were, they were honorary members, and the youngest of them uh, <laughs> t- died in 1928. <laughs> so, Jesus. You know, and, they, and they were not allowed to partake in the raucous. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. No other woman has been made a member since then, and yeah, they're just they're there. They can go out and hang out a little bit, but uh, you got to get out. Somebody did um, try to sue them. A woman did try to sue them, and I don't remember what year it was. Nineteen seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. They did fail. Yes. Um, because they were like, we want to still keep pissing on trees without having to worry about them lady folk looking at her hoo-ha. Actually, in January <laughs> 1981, the administrative law judge issued a decision supporting the practices of the club, noting that club members at the Grove, and quote, urinate in the open without even the use of rudimentary toilet facilities. 
Yep. End quote. Told you. And that the it presence really of female happen. would alter club members' behavior. However, the judge's decision was overruled by the State Fair Employment and Housing Commission on October 17th of 1981. And they had to start hiring women as employees. Yes, they do have women that work there. Again, I don't think that they're there at night when all of the like ceremony type stuff goes on. Yeah. But See, you can read plenty. There's there's people out there that have told their story about working there. As soon as you bring in them women, it was all downhill from there. What'd you say? As soon as you brought in them women, it's all downhill. You know what, Brad? That's what I'm saying. You can't trust them. You say, serve me a milkshake, and next thing you know, they're just sneaking around being sneaky sneakies. Can't have it. Um, Anyways, yeah, women are allowed to work there, but they don't partake in... Uh, no, I'm not sure if you would call it fun. Okay, I have to. Did you know about the milkshakes? The guy who served the milkshakes, yeah, yeah, you know, Jeb Bush wants milkshakes, everybody had milkshakes. (laughs) What I did not come across that. Google, we don't have time to get into it now, but Google, um, like I served milkshakes at Bohemian Grove or something. There's a guy that worked there, (laughs) and his job was like serving milkshakes or whatever. And he kind of tells about his experience working there. So that's amazing. That's okay. So, carrying on here, there are people who, before we get into this, I will say that this place is locked down tighter than Fort Knox. Like, mm-hmm. good luck trying to get a video or a picture out of there. Their security is so tight. There are really barely any actual photos from inside the Bohemian Grove encampment. Mm-hmm. Um and if they are, it's just like old pictures of like the members just sitting on chairs and stuff. Nothing about actual activity, nothing about yeah, anything except for the trees. Yeah. Now there is a um one of their like a, a agendas with all their activities and plays and stuff mm-hmm. uh was released up on during one year. So that was interesting. Um but yeah, they still they lock it down real tight. But there are people who have infiltrated one was a 1989 spy magazine writer, Philip Weiss. And I think we all, we may have all read this article, um, but he sent, spent seven days in the camp posing as a guest and wrote an article called Inside Bohemian Grove. Then uh, in, two, in July 15, 2000, good old Alex Jones, which take his shit with a grain of salt, he and a cameraman snuck into the grove and did this investigation um, and then after that, they did a five-part documentary called The Secret Rulers of the World. Uh, they were able, though, to get a video of the cremation of care ceremony, which we're going to talk more about in a second. So if you, it's the only recording of it, and it's kind of grainy and shoddy, but you can mm-hmm. see what's going on. So we'll link to that in the article, but it is, it'll give you a good idea of what goes down. And then in 2002, there was Richard Mc. Caslin, and he got arrested after he infiltrated for a night. Um, but he also like went in armed and was doing some crazy stuff and being pretty threatening. So he probably deserved to be arrested. Mm-hmm. And then well, in just 2008, a Vanity Fair contributor <clears throat> named Alex Shumatov, he went in there and he was kind of trying to investigate the illegal law- logging allegations. Mm-hmm. Um but he only lasted, I think, the afternoon, and I think he got kicked out before the cremation and care ceremony even started. So mm-hmm. that's about it, though. Like, you cannot really infiltrate. Those are the four successful stories that we were able to find of people sneaking in. Well, you also, the fact that um, 
it's private property. <laughs> so there's yeah. no trespassing signs. And actually, Alex Jones got called out on it one time when he's trying to call out one of these senators. He's like, dude, you, you're on private property. <laughs> so they don't want you in there, and they know that people are trying to get in there, and they they got the money to hire the security, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's a thing. You have all these people coming to the Grove, important mm-hmm. people who are high up in places. Your security better be top-notch. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, back in the like 80s and stuff like that, it wasn't that big of security because no one really knew about it. Yep. So no one screwed around with everything. And then, you know, the article in Spy Magazine comes out and, oh, what's this stuff? And then Alex Jones crawls mm-hmm. his ass up in there <laughs> and he's, oh, my God, the aliens and, you know, all this other crap. Um, and so that expanded from there, which is where 99% of the fucking conspiracies go for this thing, mm-hmm. um, which Alex Jones, basically his reason for getting into there was kind of the reason why um, Richard McCalson got on to Bohemian Grove also. And he's the other guy who broke in. He was wearing his uh, blue jumpsuit with his Phantom Patriot written on yeah. his chest. And, you know, he was packing with a pump action uh, uh, shotgun and a crossbow because that's how you roll with a and a, <laughs> and a 45 and he had a two foot long sword and some fireworks and yeah so he's one of those people but that's kind of how to be subtle and he would have made it <laughs> <laughs> well he did stay the night there in the owl so or in one of the cabins or something like that but yeah and he's kind of I don't know and it would even with this guy right after he got out of prison, he was paroled on 2008 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he, he claims that, you know, Obama and the Bushes and the Clintons are all, well, I need I need to do an Alex Jones voice. Obama and the Clintons and the, and the Bushes, they're all reptile, reptilians. <laughs> Obviously they are, though. Yep. See, so that's where it all goes. And, so <laughs> Into my brain? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, Alex Jones is, uh, I don't know. He's the worst. He's a wang. Just, Alex, decide for yourself. <laughs> Alex Jones um, is making money. That's what he's doing. Everything that he does, uh, when he's brings up conversations, right? When he's talking about stuff, it's like, yeah. And then he bombs right into his selling of his goods, right? So, yeah. what, I mean, obviously, if you ever watch any of his stuff, it's hilarious because he's like, you know, he'll have things that he sells. And he just sucks people right into it. Oh my God, you're you're coming for your jobs. Get this cream, and people go and buy it, <laughs> literally. And it's just it's one of those weird things. It's yeah. I'm yeah. waiting for him to have a heart failure one day when he gets upset. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard us mention a couple times about the cremation of care. So we're going to talk about that because that's probably one of the. Uh, biggest things that perplex people. It's their op- now it's their opening ceremony, and it was first performed in 1881. So it's basically like a dramatic performance, a, a play led by somebody who they call high priest. Everyone mm. is wearing robes, which is really creepy. I've read that some robes are red, some are black. Oh, they've no. got the KKK hood, so that never oh, looks God. good. I'm not <laughs> saying they're in the KKK. I'm just saying that's the style of hood, and then they're mm-hmm. long robes. Um, so it's very ominous looking, and it's done at night, and it's put on in front of that owl shrine by the lake. And 
now they start planning uh, every year. The cremation of care is uh, the performance is a little bit different. And remember how I said the electronics and the lighting and stuff are inside of the owl because they do like full on crazy stuff with like lights and lasers and all of this stuff and make it really nuts. But the essence of it, what they do is they bring out and it, they bring out a child's coffin basically. Mm. And it used to be an actual like effigy of a child. And then I've read some stuff where it looks like a child wrapped in a blanket and blankets and they bring out like a thing of blankets, but it's, it's supposed to represent a child basically. And what they call this fake child or this coffin is dull care or care. Mm. And what they do is they cremate, dull care um they set it on fire after they do all this play rituals and something that looks like somebody dressed as like what looks like a grim reaper sends the flaming coffin and or whatever effigy in the boat across the lake so care is supposed to represent letting go of guilt and responsibility and allow the men there to let loose and kind of not care about shit over the next couple of weeks. It's supposed to be symbolic. And it's this ritual that they've done since, like I said, 1881. Um, but as we get into it, some people say that that used to be a real child that they actually burned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a very bizarre, creepy, ritualistic thing. And again, we'll link to this, but Alex Jones captured the actual ceremony um, on video and you can see it and it's freaking weird. It's just mm-hmm. a weird. It's something you're seeing from his vantage point, right? He's, he's watching this and going, and this is where a lot of stuff happens right? <laughs> in Alex Jones's video. He's videotaping this thing. So if I sneak down the road in the summertime and I videotape the, uh, the live uh, live showing of one of the um, Shakespeare actors doing their stuff up the road, that's mm. going to look weird, really weird at night also. <laughs> but it's just, it's him doing it when they start to fire. He's like, is that screaming? I think I hear screaming of a child. <laughs> and so he throws that well, out there in the video and then that's where it just goes. But here's the thing, but they do like with this ceremony and I, and at least they used to, and I'm guessing that they still do, but they encouraged the men the people watching to scream and to chant for Mm. the child to be burned and to be killed like and they used to have the child thing they used to have it act like it was moving and screaming and stuff so yeah that is yeah the effigy that they that they call care and uh, and like they they have the dark uh, figures that ferry the effigy into place, put it on the altar, and that's what, yeah. you know, the cremation of it symbolizes that they're taking all their cares away so they can have fun out there and pee on trees. <laughs> yeah. I just I, think it's odd. Like, why does it have to be like a child, like something that represents like a child? Like, why can't they burn something else? I see, I don't, have to be that? I don't see where it had necessarily that it was a child. What they have, and every a lot of the stuff that I've been reading on this, and I'm actually reading the cremation of care on the Wikipedia, it just mm-hmm. says a small boat containing the effigy of care. That one, yes. Is done. But, 
but I've read other things also that never don't necessarily say it's a child. But then I I've seen it's like a small effigy or something like that. I, they're old men. Maybe they just can't carry it. It's too heavy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't agree with you. I think it is supposed to represent like a small child. I think that that's how it's been since the beginning. And I'm usually right about everything. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, we'll let you go with that then. So fine. even though, I mean, it's still, they're, they're burning it and then that's their release of their thing. It's a weird thing, right? But also a, another weird ceremony that happens out in the middle of the desert is the uh, ceremony of the Burning Man. Yes, yeah. Which is totally utter, utterly bizarre in itself. <laughs> so mm-hmm. these are like weird ceremonies that go on, right? And any outside person who doesn't know what Burning Man is and is watching this and like watches a video of it, you just blindly give somebody a video of the Burning Man thing. And they'll be like, what in the hell type of demon shit's going on here? Do you think yeah. that's why the aliens don't want to visit us? They saw the Burning Man footage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Break them out. Beat I them right so. out. <laughs> the, the aliens are actually on, according to Alex Jones, they have the secret bases on the moon and they are kidnapping children and taking them there. Mm, Listen, of course, obviously. I'm, just I'm not saying he's the most reliable person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think, though, that the really interesting part about all this and like the plays they put on and this like whole like, you know, initiating first day activity or whatever is that these are all for the most part, like Republicans, like conservatives and stuff, and they're like free-wheeling, willy-nilly, just like taking on different like practices and just like ceremonies and stuff from like way in the past and from different cultures. And I'm I'm wondering, is this irony or is it just like... Right. I, I go with the fact that, okay, so you have this very elite club. Uh-huh. And... When people get there, okay, they are separated into their groups, into their, you know, little segments that they go into, mm-hmm. like we brought up before, the hillbillies and everything else. <laughs> so they all have their little sections that they go and do. And there's like one elite group, and I think, I forgot what it started with, like an M or something. Oh, the man- Mandela, that like no one gets to talk to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. unless you're really special. There's 118 subcamps in Bohemian Grove. So yes. you get stuck into your camp and you do your thing. And you get brought on there. You've been waiting for 15 years and somebody goes, oh, dude, you got to dress up as a, uh, we're cross-dressing today. We got to go do this play. And you're like, <laughs> sure, man, I've been waiting 15 years for this. I'm not going to say, well, are you crazy? I got to pee on this yeah. tree real quick and then I'll get in my dress. But yeah, well, I'll totally do that. Yeah. So, and I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's all the fun and the spirit of it and the tradition of it. But I do get what your point, Jasmine, about like, Typically, these men in everyday life and society portray themselves and put out an image that is very opposite to yeah. what is going on at Bohemian Grove. And it is a little, a little bit ironic. I, mm-hmm. I, get I mean, I mean. guess if it is because there's a lot of articles that I read where they were saying this is the one space where these right. men were able to engage in activities that wouldn't be you know, okayed in regular life. So I'm wondering if this is part of it. Where yeah, it's, like murder. You know? Yeah. yeah, or yeah. It, the fact that if you're, you know, 
head of the Fortune 500 or you're, you know, running Google or anything else and all this stuff, I'll get back to Google later. But if you're running all this stuff and you can't go out and get totally shit face wasted and stumble around and pee on trees in public, you could come here and do it for like, you know, yeah. three weekends. That's how it's 16 days, I think it's set up. Yeah. So three weekends that you have at this place just to let go. And even though they say they're not supposed to do any work there, uh, these people network. I mean, you know, stuff. They do. But you and, and that's why the security is so tight because you have these people coming here and expecting like they are about to be letting loose for real and nobody they don't want anybody to know like this is right private exactly and you got you get a look at the fact too the that you have all the security there and these uh, two thousand whatever people that are there. You got staff that are working. Like they talk about how all the kids that live in that area, that's like a really poor area, they all get jobs there doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're not, it's just one thing. I just, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, all of this basic stuff isn't so bad. I mean, it's understandable. All the stuff that we've discussed discussed so far. Mm -hmm. But, but, yeah. Well, and another interesting fact. well, you you got a sampling of the type of people that do this summer encampment. So the Manhattan Project was thought up here mm-hmm. and actually led to the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. 1942, Ernest O. Lawrence, um, J. Robert Oppenheimer, and the S1 Committee, which is ultimately what became the Manhattan Project. They actually met at Bohemian Grove and strategized about the whole thing. And then, voila, atomic bomb. So... Um, there were definitely like, let's be honest, networking happens, work happens. There's mm-hmm. a lot out there about these fireside chats that yeah. hopeful presidents or actual presidents would give uh, speeches and you can look up all of that. Um, but yeah, shit gets discussed. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure decisions are made at Bohemian Grove. Yeah, I, I'm sure we'll talk about it later also, but I know that there was a, a lot of the protests that goes around it now has to do with the fact about specific the lakeside chats because mm-hmm. it's all these powerful people coming together and making these decisions and then having no either record of it or no kind of oversight over it. And that's where everyone is really skeeved out about because yeah. they're just like, this is not, where is this coming from, essentially? Yeah. And I was going to have add a thing in here where we talked about these conspiracies of it being with like the Illuminati New World Order. But I think that's kind of self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. First of all, nothing mm-hmm. is proven. I mean, is that even real? Eh, probably not. <laughs> but you can get how people draw that conclusion. Yeah, for sure. Um, because of all the people that are here. So we're mm-hmm. not even going to go into that. Figure it out yourself. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, uh. So the first, I guess, kind of conspiracy is that this is all occult based these rituals, like the cremation of care and everything. Like it's, it's all part of like the occult. So the, obviously the cremation of care has occult tendencies with the robes, with the owl, with the burning of fake children. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we mentioned before, Ground Zero Media had put this this quote in their article about Bohemian Grove where they said that the onlookers during cremation of care are encouraged to scream at the officiators to burn and kill the child and to scream death to its creators. And the members of the encampment oblige in this necromantic <laughs> ritual that plays out like the plot of a satanic movie. And I mean, you really can... That's somebody's opinion. I mean, that's just... 
whatever. But the cremation of care just is asking for shit like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. I'm, I'm going to keep my conspiracy thing. I'll talk about my conspiracy thing after you're done. <laughs> okay. Are you okay? No, I'm, well, I'm, I'm clearing no, I'm up the kidding. conspiracy issue of a conspiracy with a cons- conspiracy. Okay. A conspiracy is a conspiracy. Okay. Yep. Um, and then Alex Jones, we mentioned. So when he put all his stuff out, he said that the owl statue, statue represented Moloch, Moloch mm-hmm. which is a Canaanite god or deity from back in the day. If you Google it, you'll find a lot from like Jewish um, religious texts about Moloch. But what you'll find is that this, I don't know how to say it, Moloch. Moloch, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who cares? Moloche. The the worship around this god involved sacrifice, Mm -hmm. and it involved like a parent passing their child through flames. So it's this idea of child sacrifice and flames. But that's pretty much where the similarities end between the owl statue and Moloch, because Moloch was a it was like a giant bull yeah. with a human torso that had two really long horns. So, Moloch was not an owl at all. No. <laughs> so, he was, a, he was an animal, sort of. Right. But, but yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of child sacrifice and fire elsewhere, too. So, Alex Jones drawing that conclusion was like, it's a stretch. I mean, that's it's a stretch. Well, he pulled it right out of the Bible too, so that kind of helps mm-hmm. out, you know. You know, it's better out there sacrificing children, putting chemicals yeah. in the water, and turning frogs gay. Yeah. Big news, Brad. Big no, news. that is actually an Alex Jones quote. He does believe that chemicals in the water are turning frogs gay. Oh God! I mean, anything's possible. He's also um, a Sandy Hook denier too, but there's that whole thing. He's a what denier? He's a Sandy Hook denier. You think oh, Sandy, God. Sandy Hook God, was a stage worst. with actors? My eyes twitching. I, it's like, is he really, or does he just say this? No, uh-uh. he is totally a Sandy Hook denier. He says it's completely false. He thinks, you know, those everybody that was staged, those were actors. The families claiming uh, that happened aren't real, and he's put that out there. He's called it a hoax. He also uh, mentioned at one point in time that Hillary Clinton was running a, check, a child sex ring out of a pizza parlor. So, Oh, yeah, Pizzagate. Pizzagate. Well, you know, Google Pizzagate. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of Alex Jones things out there. Yeah, okay, he's ridiculous. Um, okay, so, and then Peter uh, Weiss, when he was writing that Spy Magazine article, said Bohemian Club Literature... Uh, boosts that the cremation of care ceremony derives from Druid rites, medieval Christian liturgy, the Book of Common Prayer, Shakespearean drama, and 19th century American lodge rites. Don't know what that is. Anyways, needless to say, it's very easy for people to kind of throw these occult accusations around because there is so much secrecy Mm -hmm. um, around, especially that cremation of care ceremony. And unless you're in it, it's really hard to understand and the whole child figure thing eh, it invites a lot of criticism so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um what's your theory brad are you gonna tell us now my conspiracy theory um yeah so okay if we're <laughs> looking at this as in this is a secret organization who is keeping everything private and they don't want anything out there and 
we know that there's high tech people in the organization. It would be mm-hmm. very easy to just, okay, hey, can we just get rid of this off of YouTube or take that off the web search or change this and this and around? But no, it's still out there. I mean, it's out there. We're talking about it. Theoretically, if it's something super secret, as soon as we put this podcast up, it should go away. Mm. Right? Or we get, a, we get a cease and desist order <laughs> or something like that. But it doesn't because, you know, it's just misinformation. You got all these people going, oh, my God, listen to this crap that came up with this week. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just building a bigger misinformation base. So we have all this stuff. Alex Jones saying, you know, they're sacrificing children out there on fire and they're doing everything else and peeing on trees and stuff like that. <laughs> they could literally be doing something totally different on that. You know, they could taking over the world or doing something weird and uh, like robots or something, building trees Ooh. or whatever. But and no one's even going to think about that because they're stuck on the ceremony that's going on. And, yeah. you know, like little tiny things that don't really mean anything, but we have a video of it and it's really bizarre. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all. It's they're like, like, wait, they're like, let them think that yeah. they're, like that we're like doing satanic rituals. At least they don't know about the 700 bodies under hillbilly. <laughs> right. Oh exactly. You know, stuff like that. I mean, you have them off the, off the beaten track of other stuff, so you can easily just let them go. It's a, it's a conspiracy. It's all a conspiracy wrapped in a conspiracy wrapped in an enigma. Yep. Uh-huh. Wrapped in an all effigy right. and burnt. <laughs> and burnt and sacrificed to Satan. Okay. Uh, I think so there are... <laughs> several like a lot of people think some murders went down so like Mm -hmm. in the mid 80s there were rumors of murders in remote parts of the property there's some pretty specific stuff uh, about like specific people saying my brother was murdered there and stuff like that but a a police did investigate some of these allegations and it kind of went nowhere um well you know you just pay off the police sure come on in you can't look there here's fifty thousand dollars well we didn't find nothing yeah, be yeah. like, oh and, no, sorry, your brother must have died somewhere else. See, I'm just He's working on the, here. I'm working on the conspiracy, of the fake news. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, an observer in near in and somebody who said they were an almost victim of the people at Bohemian Grove said that there were inner hideaways, a closed sanctum, and even uh, he was able to. He was able to accurately describe some of the secret locations that Mm. outsiders wouldn't have been able to describe. Um, And he said that there was an underground lounge, but it's spelled U-N-derground, like the U-N, U-N. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, A dark room, a leather room, and a necrophilia room for the really wild nights. (laughs) Nope, nope. I I don't like any of this. Nope. (laughs) Jasmine, are you saying you're not into necrophilia? Is that what's uh, going on? Surprisingly, I am not. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I really would have pegged you for it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, who knows if that's, again, a- allegations. There's not a whole lot of concrete fact surrounding that. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were underground secret rooms with some, I don't know about necrophilia, but a leather room. I mean, I'm not judging. Do what you got to do. Um <laughs> Okay, so we also had the Paul Bonacci, who claims that he saw a snuff film of a child being killed among some large trees that was there. 
Uh, snuff films. They've been out there for you know that it happens. It's hey Brad, what snuff? Can you explain snuff? Oh, please? snuff! It's a snuff. <laughs> it, you, you take a pinch and you put a little between your cheek and your gum. No, that's oh. wrong stuff. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, uh, basically, uh, stuff hill is when a child being murdered. It's somebody oh, I dying was just in love. Well, I know there are people out there who go, "What's this thing?" It happens. But, yeah, because yeah. it's a thing you don't really want to Google. So yeah. you're doing a service. Yeah, Brad. yeah. Don't don't Google. It's fine. You don't need to be on that list that I'm on. Um. So yeah, this apparently took place in 1984, and. You know, hey, they got a lot of trees out there. They can easily bury a lot of people out there, and no one could ever find them. Mm. So, it's kind of far-fetched to believe, but, you know, some people went with it. In 1992, Paul Bonacci was shown a black-and-white photo of the moss-covered owl of the grove and quickly identified it as a site of the 84 snuff film that he described in the John DeCamp's book. And mm. although the testimony has been provided to law enforcement, officials... They have made no investigation of the case because when they go out there, they're like, dude, it's not here. We're here giving your money. Go away. That's a conspiracy thought on that. So there's yeah. also been other rumors of murders that took place in there because it is a remote property and, you know, a lot of stuff there. I don't. Yep. I don't know. There's a lot more stuff on the Paul Bonacci stuff as well. I think we should yes. go into that at some other point in time. Mm-hmm. And, so Paul Bonacci, if you start researching right. the Franklin cover-up, if you research Johnny Gosh, that's like my one of my... I, I probably researched more about all of that than I have anything else in my entire life. <laughs> um, it's very, very interesting. Paul Bonacci is an... <sighs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Without we can't go into too much detail because we don't have time. But Google Paul Bonacci and you can just figure out what we mean. Um, so aside from all of that, there is of course pros- claims of prostitution. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Richard Nixon's quote, not mine. <laughs> yes, he was God. heard on. Yes, he was heard on the tapes. It's telling somebody that Bohemian Grove is the most faggoty goddamn thing you could ever imagine. Um, that was his take. <laughs> he still probably used it for political gain to network, but oh, you know. Yeah. Hold on. Hey, let me go ahead and play this right here. I got it for you. Okay. Let us look at let's let's look at Northern California. You understand? Yeah. You know what's happening? San Francisco is just gone. It's clear over us. I don't know, but it isn't. It isn't just down in the ratty part of town now, but the upper class in San Francisco is that way. The Bolivian Grove that I attend on time to time, the Easterners and the others that come there. But it is the most faggot goddamn thing you will ever can ever imagine in San Francisco crowd because it's just terrible. I mean, I never want to shake hands with anybody in San Francisco. He doesn't even want to shake hands with anybody in San Francisco after going there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and I mean, he might be talking about the culture of San Francisco to some, but he also is specifically <laughs> right. talking about it's, Bohemian Grove. It's the most negative uh, goddamn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, yeah. So there was a lot of allegations of prostitutes, both male and female, coming into Bohemian Grove mm-hmm. and probably even more of members going outside of Bohemian Grove to find these ladies of the night. <laughs> there was an inn called Northwoods Inn um, that was in a nearby town of Bohemian Grove. And um, there, it was said that a lot of the members would take women there. There was also a bar nearby. 
there's a lot of bars that have come and gone, but apparently it's kind of a known thing that people frequent um, prostitutes, which again, not that bizarre. So, but a lot of stories have come out of the Bohemian Grove about, this is a quote from bohemiangroveexposed.com <laughs> about wild homosexual orgies, male and female prostitutes being engaged in what can only be described as extreme sexual games, young children being exploited in unspeakable ways and up to including cold blooded ritual murder. And if you dig deeper, there are a lot of claims about um, some child exploitation. Mm. That's a much deeper conspiracy than we can go into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found a CIA report. It's literally a CIA report about Bohemian Grove. And in it, they talk about this woman who was an ex-prostitute who kind of went on as an undercover prostitute in the area and told about Bohemian Grove members. And we'll link to that as well. It's a I did not read it the entire thing. It's a really uh, long piece on CAI or CIA.gov, um, but we'll link to that as well. Okay, so a big thing that came out from Bohemian Grove, partly because, well, not partly, a lot of because Alex Shumatov's Vanity Fair article in 2008 is that Bohemian Grove is illegally logging their own however many acres that the camp is at. And the biggest thing is, is that one of the members who is no longer a member, obviously his name is John C. Hooper. His nickname is Jock. Um, He discovered that just the sheer number of trees that he was used to, because he used to go there when he was a little boy was no longer there. And so he, when he confronted the committee or the counselor or whatever for Bohemian Grove, they basically just shut him down and said, you don't know anything. Don't disrupt the harmony. Wait, they said something really, really funny about how, oh, well, he was he was messing with the harmonious nature of Bohemian Grove and that he was being un-Bohemian, which is really funny because in that Vanity Fair article, which I think we'll put a link in the uh, article, says that in the Bohemian Club, Bohemian means being disloyal, betraying the pact, the global dominance group. It's the worst thing a member can be called. Anyway, so after this whole thing happened, Jock was working really, really hard to figure out, is this actually happening? What can I do about it? And so when he decided to leave the Bohemian Club, Bohemian Grove, he made his own group. And basically they sued, essentially, the Grove Committee for ruining the forest and pretending to be using you know, like it's going to be a fire hazard, like that excuse as a reason to just completely razor down all these trees. And it's just, it's just really interesting because basically the Sonoma County Superior Court ruled that this California law kind of group who is supposed to be giving all these different regulations and stuff about who can uh, log legally, illegally, or who can do whatever. They were just like, okay, the Bohemian Grove can do this. They can cut down whatever. And so the the Superior Court said that it's not possible. So they revoked the Bohemian Club logging permit. But essentially, the really interesting thing is that this is kind of the one area where whatever machinations that the Bohemian Grove was doing didn't work. It didn't pan out. And it was Mm -hmm. basically because... From the inside, someone had a big issue with it. They went outside and then just kind of derailed everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you look into kind of the illegal logging allegations against them, there is a lot of information 
out there. Like it's a very real thing that um, people are still vocal about. So you can right. actually find quite a bit out there about about these claims. Well, yeah. Initially, they said you know they were doing it so they can reduce the problem with fire or whatever. You know, reduce the number of trees out there so nothing catches on fire. Doesn't fire doesn't spread as much. Redwoods are, are uh, fireproof anyhow. But you would have figured everything out there has been peed on, so it's pretty much fireproof. <laughs> No. Good one. <laughs> that was a good one, Brad. <laughs> uh, just, you know, here all day. Okay, so that's, that pretty much sums up what we're going to be talking about in this episode. There is so much out there about Bohemian Grove, and we'll link to a lot of really good articles that you can kind of dive a little deeper. We'll put those in the article. Uh, I do want to point out before we officially end everything that there are, and I forgot to mention this earlier, but there are some photos online i'm not going to put the actual photos in the article because what they are is supposedly resurfaced articles from bohemian grove Mm -hmm. between the years of 1906 and 1909 um and what they show is the actual sack like people who were actually murdered for this cremation of care for this ceremony um, because there's a lot of people that claim that real humans were used, especially children and especially Afri- African-Americans back in the day um, for their rituals. There's a photo. Fo- there's one photo of and I mean, uh, some of these look real, but one photo is uh, of obviously an African-American young, young person hanging with all of the members around them. There's another one a uh, person that's kind of appears to be dead look like being lifted up on a I don't know what the heck would you call it a thing they're holding them up on like a old style blanky thing surrounding him and then there's another one with a person that looks like they're dead on the ground but the way they're laying I'm pretty sure they're not dead I can't believe I'm even looking at these pictures needless to say I won't be putting them directly into the article (laughs) but you can google them yourself if you'd like to look up resurfaced uh, Bohemian Grove photos, or just look up something about Bohemian Grove sacrifice or something. A couple, they, I mean, they are legitimate photos. I don't know how they are confirming that it's actually Bohemian Grove members, um, or that these people are actually one person is actually. I'm going to stop looking at these. Okay. Okay. I'm like this person's totally dead. But anyways, there, there, there are some interesting things out there supporting that some bad shit maybe went down back in the day. And I'm of the opinion that I don't know how much illegal stuff goes on now. Um, like as far as murder and all of that kind of stuff. But I tend to think that maybe in the early 1900s and in the beginning that maybe there was murder involved. Maybe there was sacrifice involved. There's just so much pointing to that. And the, the whole cremation of care, is just totally freaky to me, but I'm interested, Brad and, what you think really goes on. Do you think that any theories actually hold water when it comes to Bohemian Grove? Or do you think it has always been and still is just a bunch of old rich guys cutting loose? That's kind of where I go. And I, I kind of looked up the photos that you were talking about. And okay. how do we actually know they're from Bohemian Grove? We're just taking whoever put that up there as, yeah, that's who it is, right? We're, we're going with that. Yeah. I mean, there's really... The one with the guy being hung and stuff like that, I it just looks like some old timey people. 
<laughs> just oh, actually, it says that the photos were from the National Geographic website uh, with the following caption: um, "Power Party photograph okay. by Gabriel Moulin." All right. Um, so there we go. Okay. So I'll go with that. I didn't, I wasn't really sure or, or whatnot. Cause I just, I just did a Google image on them. So, okay. Yeah. So I mean, and still it's not a hundred percent certain, but national geographic posted it. So they're obviously at least legitimate photos. Right. Okay. So yeah, they did weird stuff back in the day also. It's just one of those things. Uh, is it really happening out there now? I don't think so. Cause I mean, there are, things out there. I can, I actually got a link to a Gawker um, article that I'll have you put on there as well uh, from somebody who had a summer job at Bohemian Grove. (laughs) And the whole point of it, and they're like, they're there because they're one of the local kids. And basically if you didn't show up all, you know, messed up, you pretty much just got the job out there. And one of the things the person said at the end of it was um, basically after working at Bohemian Grove, he really had a uh, severe lack of disappointment. He goes, I really do believe that Area 51 is as boring as the Nevada test site full of nothing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like that. It's like totally there's nothing happened. You just have a bunch of people peeing on trees. They get out there and they no phones and no stuff like that. That's why you don't have any pictures. I mean, it's just one of those things. Now, and that's kind of where I lie. I mean, it's just people who take a break and they go out there and they have fun for rich people. That's kind of, there's not many places if you're higher up in society, right. And you're, you can be recognized on the street and you got, you live your life with bodyguards around you. Cause a lot of those people do that. Uh, Cause you know, that's of what the position they're into. There's not many places you can go and just hang out without, worrying about that. And this is like the one place in my life where I could go to and not have any issues, <laughs> you know, yeah. somebody else is taking care of stuff and I can pee on a tree if I want to. I, it's kind of what I go with the, the ceremony that happens in the beginning, the, the burning of uh, the, the care and everything else. It's basically, I know we went into the whole thing. It kind of looks like a small child and burning to the God and all this, but it's basically, um, symbolism is kind of what it is. I mean, you look at other symbolism in the world. Every week, there's millions of Catholics who pretend to ingest human blood and flesh on Sundays. It's a symbolism. It's weird. On the outside, if you don't know what it is, you're like, why are you eating flesh yeah. and blood? That's that's weird, man. But I that's just kind of where I'm at on it. I used to think it was like a really weird shit went down in there, right? Weird stuff. But I, after looking into it, I'm just think it's a bunch of rich people being stupid. (laughs) That's, That's pretty much where I'm at. It's just, and everything that has spawned from it and jumped at it has pretty much come from like Alex Jones has just yeah. grown from there and he laid the seed, seed money. Put your seed money in. <laughs> That's another never mind. We'll get into that another time. But he he planted that seed and watched it grow. <laughs> and it grew. And it just and next thing you know you have people going crazy. Because if you look at YouTube, right? And just watch some YouTube videos of people that have put out stuff. 
who there's not there's no fact checking <laughs> that's required on YouTube. No. It's like there's no fact checking required on posting on Facebook. You throw your opinion out there and it's gospel. If it's on the internet, it must be true. And I think that's where a lot of people go to. And it, we, we find this problem when we do other cases as well is the fact that you want to do your research, but you got to watch your research because some of your research may be faulty. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, I mean, it's fun to think about conspiracies like this, to think about cases and be like the, ooh, what if? And, and to think of these crazy possibilities is almost like entertainment. But right. you can easily get carried away with that and forget the truth. Now, I think that some messed up stuff has gone down there. Oh, I wouldn't Do be I? surprised. Yeah, I don't think it's a widespread, like, everybody's going there and doing illegal, insane stuff. No, they're um, out there drinking. Oh, they got drunk. Oh, Cheney shot another guy. Crap, got to bury him in the trees. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of that. that. Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but that's Bohemian Grove. And um, again, there's a lot more. I think, you know, research it yourself. There's a lot of really interesting things out there. There's a lot more conspiracy theories than we covered, but you can do that digging yourself and uh, decide what you think is real or not. Brad, do you think there's anything else we need to add about this I, Bohemian, this Bohemian Grove? I don't think so. I mean, when we started this, I was like, I'm going to do the mind control stuff. And then I really couldn't find any anything legit on it. So it's just yeah. There's, there's like some, M- people that tie MK Ultra stuff to it, saying that. Um, and I think what it was is that uh, people that were in the MK Ultra program right. they say that some of them were brought to Bohemian Grove as like some of them they say is like sex slaves or whatever. Right. Um, and I think I forget her name. There's a specific woman that made that claim that said she was a part of the MK Ultra program. Um, that would be Kathy, uh, Kathy O'Brien. There you go. So you can look that up yourself as well. That's that's a whole road and, to go down in and of itself. MK Ultra is actually a real thing too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that was a CIA mind control program, which is a real thing, and they did stuff. But the, I remember specifically hearing stuff like Bohemian Grove and mind control and stuff like this. And when I started looking into it more, and I really couldn't <laughs> find a, yeah. a good tie-in. And I'm like, I watched and listened and read hours of stuff on this and I don't have anything. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, we also didn't go deep into the, um, if you look up the stuff on the Franklin cover up, which Mm -hmm. involves a child prostitution ring. Um, there's instances where people say or allude to being taken when they've been carted around the country, um, saying that they've been taken to Bohemian Grove. So, there are claims of that. Um, again, when you start reading that stuff, stay objective. But the Franklin cover-up is a real, that is a real thing. Right. So um, if you want to get super pissed off about something, research Franklin cover-up. <laughs> yeah, I, I can go with that one. But I, I with, you, you have to look at it at the point of, there's all these members out there. Um what did we say it was earlier? 1,700 people, 2,700 people, whatever. 27 max. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of people showing up at this event and somebody's going to have some ethics, (laughs) some moral issues with child prostitution and things are going to come up, which is why I'm like, okay, it's, they could keep it, but you know, but you also have 
normal people working there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So we're not saying that some effed up stuff hasn't happened there, but maybe not as uh, widespread as uh, people, conspiracy theorists right. like to make it out to be. So, yeah. But if you have any thoughts about Bohemian Grove, if you know about a conspiracy or theory that we didn't touch upon, um, or if you want to recommend a topic, a mystery for the show, you can comment on SoundCloud or on purefandom.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter. Jasmine is at Blueberry Jelly. I, Lindy, am at Lindy R. Smith. And Brad is at Brad ZB. Yep. And you can find us, uh, Pure Fandom, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to find us. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. Until next time, for Jasmine and Brad, I am Lindy, and you have been listening to Pure Murder and Mysteries. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.